Once more, welcome to everyone. My name is Tim Harris, pastor at Woodburn Baptist Church. All of you joining us by video, God bless you. We're delighted, delighted to have this way of connecting with you and with God's word. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, still in the message series entitled, What Do You Think? We're talking about our thought lives. And I'm hoping that you're beginning to see that, that throughout Scripture, there is so much emphasis placed on the person we are on the inside. We do a lot of thinking and a lot of working and a lot of polishing to present a good appearance on the outside. But Jesus always cuts right through all of the exterior and goes straight to the heart. And he's interested about your heart. His primary focus is your heart, your mind. He's going to transform you from the inside out. Romans 12, chapter 2 says that we must let God change us into new people by letting him transform the way we thought, by, by letting him renew our minds. The aim of the Christian life is to become like Christ, but you can't become like Christ until you think like Christ. So we're trying to allow Jesus to be Lord of our thoughts, Lord of our thoughts. Today is going to be different. Today and tonight both. I have two messages that I feel are very, very important. And in this message and then the one tonight, I'm going to focus on thought sins. And there are two in particular. There are many, many ways to sin in our thoughts. But I want to focus on two particular thought sins. This morning, I want us to talk about worry. Worry is sin. It is a thought sin. Beyond that, worry is a kind of sickness. And, and honestly, a number of you, I, I would be afraid, are, are afflicted with, with the sickness of worry. It is a very particular uh, kind of thought sin. And, and Jesus has one word when it comes to worry. And we're going to look at that together in Scripture. Tonight, I want us to talk about sexual thought sin. Yes, I think we need to go there. Let's talk about sexual thought sin. It probably will be a, a PG sermon. I, I promise always to be respectful. I wouldn't say anything in front of your children that, that I wouldn't say in front of my own. So understand, I'll, I'll be very respectful. Your children might go home with questions, and I personally see that as, as a good thing. Uh, but one way or the other tonight, I want us for the sake of helping one another and especially trying to confront sin where a lot of us struggle. Let's talk about sexual thought sin tonight. But this morning... It's worry. Worry. Let's look at what the Word of God says. This is all red letters. This is Jesus talking. And he has some very strong, very practical, very simple, simple words to say when it comes to worry. If you'll listen, you can be set free today. Matthew chapter 6, verse 19. Uh, this is Jesus. Don't store up treasures here on earth where moths eat them and rust destroys them and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven where moths and rust cannot destroy and thieves do not break in and steal. Verse 21, underline this. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. So where your treasure is, that's where your heart will be. Your eye is a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is good, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is bad, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters. For you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. That's why I tell you not to worry about everyday life. Whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? 
at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? Why worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, how they grow. They don't work or or make their clothing, yet Solomon in all his glory was not dressed as beautifully as they are. And if God cares so wonderfully for wildflowers that are here today and thrown into the fire tomorrow, he will certainly care for you. Why do you have so little faith? So don't worry about these things, saying what will we eat, what will we drink, what will we wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Your Heavenly Father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously. He'll give you everything you need. So don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. That is so good. Do I need to read that again to you people? Oh my goodness, take your seats. When it comes to worry, Jesus has one word, and that word is don't. 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 It's not exactly like the clip you're about to see, but it's something like this. Think of this uh, video clip you're about to see as something like a parable, and there is a lesson for you to learn from it, and we're going to take this lesson and come back to God's word together. Take a look at this. See if there's a lesson for you. Uh, Dr. Switzer? Uh, yes, C- come in. I'm just, just washing my hands. Uh, I'm Catherine Bigman. Janet Carlisle referred me. Oh, yes. Still uh, being buried alive in a box. Yes, yes, that's me. <laughs> Should I lay down? Oh, no, no, no. We don't, we don't do that anymore. Just, just have a seat. And, uh, and let, Loud let enough. me uh, you tell you a, a bit about our, our billing. I. Um, I charge five dollars for the for the first five minutes, and and then absolutely nothing after that. How, how, how does that sound? That sounds great. <laughs> Too good to be true, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, I can I can almost guarantee you that that our session won't last the full uh, the full five minutes. Now, um, <laughs> we don't do any insurance billing, so you would either have to pay in in cash or by check. <clears throat> wow. Okay. And, uh, and I, I don't make change. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and go. <clears throat> go. Well, tell what? me, tell me about the problem that you wish to address. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I have this fear of being buried alive in a box. <laughs> I just, I start thinking about being buried alive, and I begin to panic. Has, has, has anyone ever, ever tried to, to bury you alive in a box? No. No, but truly thinking about it does make my life horrible. I mean, I can't go through tunnels or be in an elevator or in a house, anything boxy. So what, what you're saying is you're, uh, you're claustrophobic. Uh, yes. Yes, that's it. All right, well, uh, let's go, Catherine. I'm, uh, I'm going to uh, say two words to you right now. I, I want you to listen to them very, very carefully. Then I want you to take them out of the office with you and, 
incorporate them in into your life. Shall I uh, write them down? Well, it, if it makes you comfortable, it's just two words. Most we find most people can uh, can remember them. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. You're there. Stop it. <laughs> New word, IT. So, what are you saying? <laughs> you, you know, it's funny. I, I, I say two simple words, and I cannot tell you the amount of people who say exactly the same thing you're saying. I mean, this, you know, this is not Yiddish, Catherine. This is English. <laughs> stop it. So, I should just stop it. There you go. I mean, you, 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 you don't want to go through life being scared of being buried alive in a box, do you? I mean, that... Sounds so frightening. <laughs> yes. Then stop it. I, I can't. I mean, it's been with me no, since childhood. No, no, childhood. no, no. We, 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 we don't go there. Just, just stop. So I should just stop being afraid of being buried alive in a box. You got it. Good go. Well, it's only been, it's only been three minutes, so that will be um, uh, three dollars. I only have a five, so. Well, I, I, don't, I don't make change. <laughs> then I, I guess I'll take the full five minutes. Fine. All right. Well, what other uh, problems would you, would you like to address? <clears throat> Whew, uh, I'm bulimic. I stick my fingers down my throat. Stop it! <laughs> Not of some kind? Don't, don't do that. But I, I'm compelled to. My mom used to call me no, Fatty. No, no, no. No, we, we don't go there. But I've been having this dream. No, we don't go there either. But my horoscope did say... We definitely don't go there. Just, <laughs> just stop it. What, what, what else? Well, I have self-destructive relationships with men. Stop it! <laughs> you you want to be with a man, don't you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, yes. Well, then stop it. Don't be such a big baby. I wash my hands a lot. That's all. It is? I, I wash my hands all the time. There's a lot of germs on it. Uh -huh. Yeah, don't, don't, uh, don't worry about that. I'm afraid to drive. Well, stop it! How, how are you going to get around? Get in the car and drive, you, you kook. Stop it! You stop it! You stop it! What's, what's the problem, Kathy? I don't like this. I don't like this therapy at all. You're just telling me to stop it. And, and, you, and you, don't, you don't like that? No, I don't. So you think we're, we're moving too fast, is that it? Yes. Yes, I do. All right, then let me uh, let me uh, give you ten words that I, I think will uh, clear everything up for you. Uh, you want you want to get a pad and a pencil for this one? All right. Are you ready? Mm -hmm. All right. Here are the ten words. Stop it, or I'll bury you alive in a box.
Jesus has one word for worry, and the word is don't. Don't. That sounds a little harsh for some of you, doesn't it? It it really sounds impossible. And and honestly, in in some ways, probably the way you're thinking of it, it it is impossible. You cannot stop worrying simply by trying to stop worrying. It it doesn't work that way. That would be like trying to go to sleep by trying to go to sleep. You see, the the harder you try, the more impossible it it becomes. So, So truly, Jesus does say, stop worrying. Stop it. Don't worry. That's his clear word. In other words, worry is sin. Whenever you allow your thoughts to take you there, whenever you begin to think about the future in catastrophic, awful terms, whenever you lay awake at night trying yourself to rehearse all of the horrible things that could happen tomorrow, do you understand? Jesus says you've got to stop that. You've got to stop that. It it is a profoundly bad sign for your spiritual life. And and let's talk about why. Let's talk a little bit about worry. Notice what the scripture says in in Matthew chapter 6. Look at how Jesus describes worry. I tell you not to worry about everyday life, verse 25. Don't worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food and drink or enough clothes to wear. Isn't life more than food and your body more than clothing? You see, worry always has to do with our uncertainty. It's uncertainty. I don't worry about things that I'm sure of. I worry about things I'm not sure of. But the very fact of life is there is so much that I'll never be sure of. And everything pertaining to the future, everything pertaining to tomorrow, I really don't have any certainty for. I don't even know if I'll be alive tomorrow. I don't even know if I'll make it to lunch. Do you understand? Everything is uncertain. The only thing I know for sure is perhaps this present moment. So worry always has to do with with our uncertainty. But understand, by the very nature of life, it's uncertain. Everything about our lives is uncertain in a way. So understand what Jesus says. Jesus says you must not worry. In other words, There must be some way to live with all of this uncertainty. Jesus knows that it's there. He understands the nature of life. And yet, he's saying that there is altogether a possibility for us to live with the uncertainty without worrying. Understand that. Number two, worry reflects our limits. Look at what Jesus says. Can all your worries add a single moment to your life? I mean, Jesus asked in another place, can you by worrying add one inch to your height? Is there anything at all that you can accomplish by worrying? Of course not. This is the most useless, the most ridiculous kind of activity that you can entertain in your mind because it does nothing. It accomplishes nothing. Worry always comes back to our limits. Always has to do with with our, our limits. The fact is, I don't have control. I'm not in control of anything, but I like to imagine that I can be in control. And this is where worry really begins to get inside some of us, especially those of us who like control. Those of us who sort of need to feel like we're in charge of things. Those of us who always like to have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C. This is where worry becomes a a very strong temptation for us. Because worry actually gives me sort of the the illusion that I'm in control. 
I feel like if, if I'm thinking about tomorrow, if I'm thinking about all of the things that I've got to pay for by the end of this month, if I'm thinking about my son going to college, if, I, if I'm thinking about all of this, then, then it makes me feel like I'm on top of it. But the fact is, worry doesn't make me on top of anything. Now, you can probably divide your worries in two categories, okay? Two categories. The first category, these are the things that you could probably actually do something about. You understand? There is a category of things I worry about that, that would fall into the line of things I could actually change, things I could affect. Now, it is absurd to sit around and worry about things that I can affect. Why is worry ridiculous then? Because I can do something. You understand? If, if it's in my power to do something, then it makes sense for me to quit worrying and just go do something. If it's in the sphere of things that I can affect, but by my own actions, by the power of the Spirit, then I should do something. Worry is crazy. If it's actually something that you can affect and do something about. Well, why would you worry about something like that? Get up and do something. But there's a second category of, of worries, and these are the things that I, I can't affect, I can't change, I can't do anything about. I've learned a lot watching Joe Neal Balance, one of the farmers here in our church, when it comes to rain. I've never really seen Joe Neal worry about rain, and he's probably more affected by rain than anybody else in the county. But he never worries. Why do you think he doesn't worry about rain? Joe Neal? You ever made it rain by worrying? No. 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 There are things that you just simply can't do anything about. So why would you worry? You can't accomplish anything by worrying. It becomes ridiculous, Jesus says. Just crazy to worry about things. Can you add a single moment to your life? Can you make yourself one centimeter taller? Can you accomplish anything by worrying? I mean, the fact is, you are limited. I'm limited too. I don't have full control. I don't have a lot of power. But worry doesn't give me any control or power either. It just continues to remind me of where my limits are. Here's the key thought. Find it with me in Matthew chapter 6. Notice what Jesus says. Go back with him to verse 21. Wherever your treasure is, there the desires of your heart will also be. Now, this is the verse that Jesus uses to lead into this whole section on worry. So don't miss this. I think this is the key spiritual point that Jesus is making here. Your worries reflect your devotions. Okay, think about that. Your worries reflect your devotions. In other words, I worry about the things I am most devoted to. And you're the same way. In other words, I worry about the things that matter most to me. I worry about my son going to college. I'm not worried about your children going to college. I'm worried about my son. I worry about our finances. I don't worry about your finances. You understand? I worry about my job. I worry about my health. I don't worry so much about yours. Our worries reflect the things that we're most devoted to. You can always begin to figure out what's most important to you by sort of paying attention to what you worry about. So your worries will always reflect your devotions. Jesus has one word about worry. The word is don't. So let's take a look at practical ways that we can stop worrying. We, we have to defeat this sin in our lives. And it is truly sin. It's truly sin. 
So back up with me. If worry reflects my deepest devotions, then what if I could shift my devotion? You thinking with me? If worry reflects what I'm most devoted to, what if I could shift what I'm most devoted to? It's what Jesus says. Look at the bottom, verse 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God, and, and everything else will be added. You, you understand? It's what Jesus says. You have to shift your devotion. Now, Jesus isn't saying that the things of everyday life aren't important. They are. The, the financial questions that you have, they really do matter. Of course they matter. God knows they matter. That's the point. My son growing up and moving off, your children growing up and moving off. Do you understand? Our children matter. Jesus isn't saying that they don't matter. He knows that they matter. That's the biggest part of his point. Not to say that these things aren't important, but there's one thing and one thing only that we should put above everything else, above our own health, above our own children, above our family, above our jobs, above our finances, above whatever it is that you can name as being the most precious thing in your life, there is one thing that should be above everything else, and this is Jesus talking here, not me. In your heart and in your mind, you have to shift your devotion to the one thing that is truly worthy of your ultimate devotion, and that is Christ. That is the kingdom of God. You seek the things of God first above everything else. Are you listening to me? Above your family, above your job, above everything that you believe is so valuable and precious in life. Everything gets reprioritized. Everything gets moved down because Jesus has got to go to the top of your list. He must be the object of your ultimate devotion. Seek him first. You seek him first, and everything else will fall into place. Do you understand that? The simplicity of that. Now, spiritually speaking, why would that work? Why would that be the answer? Come on, it's simple. If worry reflects our uncertainty, then we should make the most important object of our meditation, the most important object of our hearts, we must make the one thing that is certain, and that is the Lord. The, the one that never changes, the one who is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do you understand? We worry about things we're not sure of, but if we give our hearts and our minds over to the things of God, you understand, there is nothing uncertain about him. You seek him first. You make the things of God the most important things in your life. And you can say goodbye to worry. You're looking at me like you don't believe me. I'm beginning to worry about you. Do you understand? You seek first the kingdom of God. Everything else gets added in. And you don't have to worry. There's nothing left to worry about. That's what Jesus says. I don't want you to miss this other thing that Jesus says, though, because this says something not very kind about you, and you really should worry about it if you're one of those people who worry. Verse 32, don't worry, Jesus says. Don't worry about these things, what you'll eat, what you'll drink, what you'll wear. These things dominate the thoughts of who? Unbelievers. Yeah. Don't worry. Jesus says don't worry. Don't worry. 
Whatever you're worried about, don't worry about that because that's the kind of thinking that you find in the mind of a non-believer. In other words, listen to this. In other words, when you worry, you're thinking like an atheist. You listening? When you worry, you're thinking like an atheist. You're thinking like a non-believer. You're, th- you're thinking as if there's not a God who knows. And isn't that the point of everything Jesus says? God knows. He knows what you need. He knows where you are. He knows what time it is. God knows. And if he knows, he's going to take care of you. But when you worry, do you understand? You're letting unbelief into your heart. You're giving your mind, your heart, over to unbelief. And this is very serious. Turn back to Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Please turn. I want you to see the verse because this verse may be speaking about you. We're still talking about how not to worry, how to stop worry. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 12. Be careful then, dear brothers and sisters. Make sure that your own hearts are not evil and unbelieving, turning you away from the living God. The only way to to conquer the worry in your mind, in your heart, is to do battle against the unbelief that's in your heart. You understand? Worry reflects unbelief. When you worry, you're thinking like an atheist. And that unbelief that is inside your mind, that unbelief that is inside your heart, that is something that you have to do battle against. Because that unbelief, that worry sickness that you have, it will ultimately turn you away from the living God. That's what the scripture says. Because if you're thinking like an unbeliever, very soon you'll be living like an unbeliever. So you have to battle that unbelief. It's exactly what Jesus is trying to teach his disciples here. Look at the birds, he says. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns, for your heavenly Father feeds them. And aren't you far more valuable to him than they are? Why do you worry about your clothing? Look at the lilies of the field, Jesus says, how they grow. They don't work or sow or spin. Yet Solomon in all his glory was not clothed in the splendor that the Lord clothes the lilies of the field. If he does that for the birds and the flowers, won't he do so much more for you? Why do you have such little faith? Do, do you believe in God or do you not? Do you believe that there is a God who knows you by name? understand your heart? Do you believe that there's a God who hears you when you pray? Because you cannot believe in that God and worry at the same time. They just can't live in the same heart. Belief and unbelief. Do you understand? You've got to battle that unbelief. On your way out this morning, I want you to pick up from the table this purple sheet. It's a purple sheet at the top. It says, Dear Child of Mine. And on this purple sheet, all you will find are verses from the Bible, verses of Scripture. And every one of these verses are words that come from the Word of God describing how God feels about you, what He thinks about you, 
His promise is to take care of you. You need to replace these worries with the truth, the truth of who God is, the truth of his faithfulness, the truth of his never-ending concern for you. Do you understand? You've got to battle this unbelief. When you worry, you're thinking like an atheist. You're thinking like a non-believer. You're thinking like somebody who doesn't even know there's a God. Do you believe or do you not believe? Because if you believe, you, you won't worry. And if you worry, you need to battle the unbelief. Just one more thing. You're going to stop worrying. Here's what you do. That's what the Bible says. You just turn your worries into prayer. You just turn your worries into prayer. Want a simple definition of worry? Here you go. This is your Woodburn redneck definition of worry. Write this down. To worry is to pray to yourself. To worry is to pray to yourself for things you don't want. We think about that. To worry is to pray to yourself for things you don't want. Okay, that very definition, doesn't that just sound crazy? First off, to pray to yourself. Why would you pray to yourself? And why would you pray to yourself for things you don't want? But that's exactly what you do with so much of your mind. And this is sin. This is sin. Instead of praying to yourself all of the time for the things you don't want, turn all of your worries into prayers. Two verses I want you to know. Turn to them and underline them. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. It doesn't get any plainer than this. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. What's it say? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Anybody who can't understand what that means? Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. You turn all of your worries into prayers. One more verse. Don't miss this one. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 7. This is so good. So good. 1 Peter chapter 5. Verse 7. This one's good. It says this. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. The word there is, is often the King James translated cast. Cast all of your worries upon him. Cast all of your cares upon him. This verse has two parts. Your part, your job, and God's job. What's your job? to cast all your worries upon him. Now the word cast there, it, it's a really fun verb. It, it, it's sort of like to throw with, with, with quickness, with the sense of emergency. You ever played the game hot potato? Played hot potato? Uh, the hot potato lands in your hand and what do you do immediately? Boo, yeah. You don't hang on to it. You, you don't stand there and look at it. You don't feel how warm it is. If a hot potato's in your hands, you cast it. And this is the verb used here. This is exactly what you do when a worrying thought comes into your head. Immediately, you capture that thought. We've been saying this from the beginning. You capture that thought. You keep your mind in capture mode. And when your brain goes there, 
When you start having worrying thoughts that are bubbling up from an unbelieving heart, you capture that thought and you cast it. Immediately you cast it. And where do you throw it to? Your wife. No, 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 no. You cast all your worries upon him. That's your part. That's your job. It's your only job in this. I don't know if I can help from having worrying thoughts sometimes. I, I just do. They just pop into my mind, sometimes horrible things. My imagination is, is, is crazy. And I'll just, you know, I'll be laying in bed, and I'll hear a siren going down the road, and I'll just think, oh my, oh my goodness, who do I know that's probably just died? Y'all ever do that? Your imagination, oh, who's home? Who's home? Is everybody home? Oh my goodness, it's a siren. It must have been a wreck. Oh no, is Wade home yet? Probably not. Did you ever do that with your mind? I mean, it just happens. The worrying thoughts just bubble up from an unbelieving heart. I don't know if I can keep that from happening. I'll just be honest. But the scripture doesn't necessarily say that I'll never have those thoughts. It just tells me what to do when one pops in my mind. And what do I do with it? Cast it. Yeah. The moment that thought comes into my mind, I've got to recognize that that's from unbelief. That's not from the truth of, of, of God's word or the truth of God's faithfulness. I'm not going to let my mind work on that. I'm going to cast it like a hot potato. Cast it. Give it back to God. Turn that into prayer. God, watch over everybody I love, everybody I know until they're safely home tonight. Make it a prayer. Cast all of your cares upon him. That's your part. What's his part? Because he cares for you. Okay, he cares for you. When you hear that, understand, that's not a word of just how God feels about you. It's not saying when you're really worried and anxious, God's going to, he's going to care about you. He's going to send you a valentine. That's not what the Bible means there. It's a verb. It's like saying, cast all of your cares upon him because he takes care of you. Understand, he's active in caring for you. This isn't passive. This is just God up in heaven sitting on his hands, wringing his hands, worrying with you. Do you understand? He doesn't worry because he's taking care of you. Because he knows what tomorrow holds from you. He's already there. He already knows. And since he's already there and already knows, he already knows how he's going to take care of me. He takes care of you. God takes care of you. You got worries? Turn them into prayers. Turn them into prayers. Worry is a sin. It's a tremendous waste of your time. It's an awful use of the mind God gave you. It is an exercise in unbelief. Don't do it. Don't do it. Jesus said, Look at the birds. Look at the birds of the air. They fly, they, they build their nests, they live every single day of their lives. God takes care of them. And if he takes care of the birds of the air, how much more is he going to take care of you? Look at the lilies of the field, Jesus says. My goodness, they're gorgeous, they're beautiful. The flowers are arrayed in such splendor. They don't have to shop for clothes. They don't get up in the morning and stand in a mirror and put on makeup. And yet they're so beautiful because God adorns them. And if God would put so much into making the life of a lily beautiful, then 
how much more attention is he going to pay making your life beautiful? Why do you have such little faith? Understand? Jesus has a sermon on worry. You can boil it down to one word. Don't. Don't. Pray with me. Lord Jesus, we want to bring all of our worries and anxieties and concerns and cast them off to you, Lord. We're making ourselves sick. Lord, there are people in the sound of my voice that they're making themselves sick, Lord. They, they're on medication because they cannot stop the voices of worry in their minds. Lord Jesus, I, I pray that they would learn to trust you believe you. Lord, all of the things that they say that they believe about a God who loves them and cares for them and listens to their prayers, Lord, help us help us to believe these things. Help us, Lord, to trust you. Lord, you've never left us. You've never forsaken us. You've never abandoned us. We've never been in a moment's darkness when you didn't shine some light. We've never been in, in, a, in an hour of suffering when you didn't show us some sign of mercy, Lord. We've never been beyond the reach of your love. We've never been outside the spread of your wings over us. Lord God, you care for us. You care lavishly and abundantly and perfectly for us. Oh God, why do we worry? Why do we fret? Jesus, I pray that today you would truly spread your wings over our minds, over our hearts. Lord, help us to, to call worry what it is, Lord, a sin. Help us to battle it in our minds, Lord, to do serious battle against this thought sin. Help us, Lord, to confess it. Help us, Lord, to be set free so that we can live, Lord, in faith and trust the God who cares for us. Lord, there are people in this room today with a mighty heavy burden of worry pray, Lord, you give them the grace today, the courage, the determination, power from the Spirit. Cast all their cares to you. Let you just take care of them. Lord Jesus, we know you're going to take care of us. Just help us to trust. We pray these things in your holy, faithful, precious name. Amen.